Welcome to the NDC Savings Club Radio Show Hour. And again, every, everyone, this is the NDC Savings Club Radio Show Hour. Uh, that great song was Wake Up Everybody by Harold Marvin and the, new, uh, the Blue Notes. That was going back all the way to 1975. Uh, Forty years later, I guess we're beginning to wake up. So much horrible things are happening all around us. And that's part of a good thing, you know, that we're beginning to realize. And one of the great things also that we also have technology, the Internet. We have all these great ways for all of us to communicate, which back then, going back 40 years ago, you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, we didn't have this great media for getting in contact with each other. And I think that's what's happening right now. Everyone's beginning now to use this technology and using that for all, all of us to be in contact with each other. So again, I look at great change is coming and good things are coming. So again, you know, that's hopeful things that are going to be happening in our near future. So again, looking at hopeful things and good things that are coming in our future, this is what this show is about. This show is a solution, you know, for the high cost of health care. That's a whole other issue right there with health care. Ideally, the, for me personally, and everyone here on, you know, PRN and a radio show and all, and archive with Gary and all the great guests in reference to education and health, that is the solution, you know, to your health is finding out what's going on, you know, what we're putting into our bodies, what we can start getting rid of. And basically, it's very simple, pure water, pure air, and pure food. And hopefully, it's the ones that we'll be able to grow ourselves. So again, you know, and that's kind of organic if you're able to grow it yourself and you know, and it's self-sustained. It helps us save money on top of all that as well. So again, this is, you know, what's happening right now. We're looking at ourselves and we're trying to find ways to help us in healthcare, and that's what the NDC Savings Club is. is a, is a place that you'll be able to go to, and it's absolutely free. You'll be able to go there and look for ways to help you save money on healthcare. So again, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit, um, and is in the next half hour or so. We're going to have our special guest. Her name is Shirley Darfas, and she's specializing in uh, tutoring and for learning assessment. And what she does is, for over 20 years, 
she's been assessing people with ADD, autism, and special needs, and she has kind of a special way of, of looking at people and helping them, you know, with their families and stuff, with these great things that are happening all around us in reference to neurological like autism, ADD, and everything that's happening all around us. So you definitely want to tune in, and she'll be on in the next half hour or so. So, And also in the next 15 minutes or so, we're going to have our health news segment. And again, that's with Dr. Walt, very you know, known as the blood detective, and that's what he does. He looks at your blood chemistry and to see what's out of balance to try to help it and rebalance your chemistry through you know, through your blood work. So again, you can go to also to his site, blooddetective.com, and you can, you know, look at all the things he has done. So again, um, his, we're going to be doing the fourth part of a five-part series on detoxification. So, and like he calls it, detox deception. And people don't realize what the whole concept of detoxification is. So, uh, this will be the fourth part of a five-part series. Uh, definitely go back in the archives on PRN, even on our, on our own NDC Savings Club, and you can actually listen to these shows so you can help yourself uh, on these series. We've done many different series. We did a six-part series. He did a whole six-part series on autism, and that, that got really great results. And again, you, uh, he did also on vitamins. We really do need vitamins and different perspectives from a person who's been doing this for like 25, 27 years and has dealt with probably thousands of people. And again, you know, you want to be up, up to the latest and an actual practitioner that is doing this. So again, you know, look forward to that show. So, and what is the NDC Savings Club? How do we start? Uh, very simple. NDC stands for National Drug Card. And again, you can go to that site, nationaldrugcard.com. And what that is, is a way to help people save money on their medications. Uh, sadly, people take them. Sometimes we do need them. And here's a way that you can go out there and save money on your medications. And that's why the the NDC Savings Club and also the National Drug Card was created, to help people save money. So again, we started in 2005 with the National Drug Card, and you'll be able to go to it.com and also look at the technologies. We also just created an app, both for Android and for iPhone, that you'll be able to download, and it's absolutely for free, everyone. Uh, you can use, print out a, uh, a document that you can take to your local pharmacy and get savings on your medications. The best part of it is that you can go right to the website or now on your apps, on your phones, and you'll be able to search for the medications, and it will give you the lowest price first. And these are all places like CVS, right, Walgreen, Walmart, all the name brand places, and also your local mom-and-pop pharmacies. So, again, you can go right to the website and see if it will be able to help you. Please, you know, if you have friends and family and neighbors that can use this, let them know about it. It's an absolutely free service. Nothing to sign up. Just go there, use it, download it on your phone for free. It's a free app as well, and you'll be able to help people, and you'll be able to, you know, give people ways to help them save money on their, on their medications. So that's how we started. Then from years of people asking us, do you have other benefits, other programs that, you know, 
we might benefit from. Last year, in 2014, in the spring, we created the End to Sea Savings Club, and that's what this radio show is about. And basically what it is, it's kind of a hub or a place or a directory to go to go help you go and save money on Medicaid uh, on sorry on all kinds of other programs. Uh, right now we have over 75 other benefits, and these are benefits like discounted dental and vision plans. We have also discounted lab and uh, blood work laboratories like uh, uh, LabCorp. We also have for MRIs, places that you can go to. And all these programs, they're national. So definitely, you, you, you know, we, we try to look for companies that will be able to give you savings anywhere in the country. And that's what these companies are all there for, to help you look for ways to help you save money. So again, we have like discounted glasses. We got podiatry networks. We also have set, uh, for medical supplies. We have for contact lenses, for hearing aids, and as you can see, it's all medical-related savings. What kind of savings you'll be able to get? As a good example, let's say for lab work, um, my wife had to go for uh, blood work, and of course we have insurance, and the insurance paid for five tests, and it came out for $487 as an example. I submitted the same in, uh, the same testing, and this was done through LabCorp. We have our our discounted lab work and blood work service too, through LabCorp as well. And I submitted to the company, and they repriced it. And this is, I say, if someone didn't have insurance, and with you know with insurance, you know we paid a copay. I think it was a fifty dollar copay, and they cover four hundred eighty-seven dollars for five tests, as an example. Uh, I submitted the same five tests to this company for lab work and through LabCorp, and when they repriced it, it came out to like $63. So you can see there, it's like over a $400 savings. So again, that's just one example. Also, you can go on the EndicySavingsClub.com. You can go there on the radio shows, and you can actually listen to the owners and to the companies talking about their services. Uh, and again, uh, for the lab work as an example of many, this is a huge savings for people. You know, so again, you know, if you didn't have an insurance close to five hundred dollars, if you had, you know, with our program, you know, it would have cost you, let's say, sixty-three dollars. So again, you can see that that's a pretty good, nice savings. The same thing goes with MRIs. Um, there's also the same thing can go for dental and vision work. So again, that's what the savings club is there for to help you save money on health care. We also have other topics like senior care. We have a whole category for senior care, and you'll be able to go on there and look at all the different resources for seniors. We also have here a whole se- uh, category for women. Uh, on there, there's all kinds of different programs there that you can view, and this is all for free, that you'll be able to just go there, view it, and if, and if you want to have more information, you can either look at our past shows and listen to the company and people talking about it, or you can call up the company directly, go right to their websites. So again, we make it simple for people to go there and look at their resources. And like I mentioned before, we had a whole segment in there for women. We also, of course, have a segment in there for men. 
And these are things of interest, like for women and things for men. Uh, for the men's uh, section, there's a whole there for, you know, like tech toys and mechanic stuff. Women, it's all there, like uh, clubs where they'll be able to join. There's also all kinds of networking. There's also their uh, uh, training from government programs that you can use. So, again, there's a lot of great programs, you know, in dealing to the savings club. Also part of it, which my wife uses all the time, is uh, for coupons and deals. We try to provide you great companies out there that will be able to give you great savings. And again, all of it for free. And it's like a resource that you'll be able to use. And, And again, please tell your friends and families and neighbors about this program because they can definitely use it. Like my wife... Uh, I, I, asked, I have asked her how much money she saved on these coupons to the supermarket and to the clothing stores and all that for my daughter and all. And she said anywhere from 80 to sometimes it was $200 a month. So again, on food and clothing and all that, you know, it does make a huge savings. And that money that you do save, sometimes you're able to buy some of the programs. Like one is a dental vision plan. And it starts off for the individual for eight dollars a month for a discounted dental and vision plan. So again, that's you know really a great price for a family. I think it's like seventeen dollars a month. So if you're saving you know fifty, a hundred dollars or more on your healthcare needs through the savings club, a lot of times you might be able to afford some of these plans. So again, that's what this program is all about. So please, you know, go to the Savings Club, the NDC, that's Nancy David Charles Savings with a S Club dot com. And everything is there. You can actually go to the shows and the ones that have been archived. And also of course on PRN. They're archived there as well. So you definitely, you know, want to let people know about this great savings club. So we have sections there for uh resources. Uh, there's a lot of government free programs there that you can go into and look at the resources and please you know just take your time look at it uh part of the program too we also have a free travel club believe it or not it's absolutely free you'll be able to contact the company and that can save you you know probably hundreds or thousands of dollars but actually speaking to an actual one of the nation's largest travel agency company so again that could be a great savings also, we have their access to a legal club for personal or for business. So, again, as you can see here, we have a lot of great things here. And one of my favorite topics is on our savings club is holistic and natural. And really, that's what people should be doing in reference to their health. Of course, there's a lot of great Gary's programs on there. There's Gary product lines on there as well if you need it. If you're aware of it, his product lines are probably one of you know, they are the top out there in the country. So you'd be able to, you know, go right to the site and call up for if you want to get some of the products. We also had in, in the past Natural Awakening magazine, which is a, a natural magazine that's nationwide and you can listen to that show. Of course we have Doctor Wall on there and his program and we have different other companies out there that you'll be able to use and help you save money on a lot of your health care needs. And I really, really do believe that the way to go is natural and holistic to take care of your health. So as we go forward, we're always adding more and more programs here. 
and talking about natural and holistic, right now we're going to have our segment with Dr. Walt here, and this is his uh, fourth part series or the five-part series, the fourth show here, on which will be on detoxification. Okay, here's Dr. Walt. Hello again. Uh, this is Dr. Michael Wald, known as the Blood Detective, and thank you so much for joining me for my health segment today, Ask the Blood Detective. And this is part four of what I call detox deception. You know, clearly those of you listening to this show have some knowledge about natural medicine and have probably uh, undergone uh, at least one effort of so-called detoxification in your lives and probably plan to do others. So I thought it was a good idea that I review some of the, um, well, the lies and the myths and the realities of the process of detoxification so we can uh, make very uh, valid healthcare decisions for ourselves over the course of our lives. So if you haven't listened to the other uh, shows, you can listen to all of them on my blog, which you can find at www.intmed ny.com or go to blooddetective.com and please do join me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter so you can receive uh, notifications of the di- my different blog posts and any other things that I've got going on in the natural healthcare community. For those of you who don't know me, I am the supervisor of longevity medicine at Integrated Medicine of Mount Kisco located in Westchester, New York, and my number there is 914-242-8844. So Let's get back to this detoxification disaster or detoxification. Oh, what I really uh, must say is, is an area of, of a lot of uh, confusion and a, a lot of um, lies, just outright lies and silliness. Uh, there are those out there that just want to make money off the process of detoxification, but I think there's a good amount of us in the natural health care field that actually want to do the right thing. Um, but there are some also, there's a whole group of very well-intentioned people who promote various detoxification methods that are completely ridiculous and wrong and they do not work. So please listen up because this is important. And, and I really, again, must encourage you to listen to the other shows because I can't repeat all these important concepts uh, and information that I discussed previously that do lend themselves to this show today. But this is a standalone show. So first of all, we, we defined a toxin previously as something that is unwanted and we become toxic if the body accumulates the toxin or toxins um, more efficiently than it gets rid of it. And there really is a process of detoxification which really refers to how the body processes a toxin or toxins, and then there's elimination. But for the purpose of, of this show, we're just gonna call elimination and detoxification detox. You know, we also have talked in the last few shows about you know, how do we, what's the best detoxification effort? What's the best nutritional supplement or method to detoxify? And I'm here to tell you there isn't one because detoxification has to be based on what a person's health issues are, what their health goals are, what the rest of the, the function of their body is. So I designed a, a longevity uh, panel of laboratory tests for a national lab uh, called AccuReference Lab. And uh, I don't work for them. I don't get paid uh, by them. I, they just asked me uh, to, uh, to, to develop this panel. And I developed the panel because I realized that the concept of health and disease prevention, as far as I'm concerned, and, of course, 
true detoxification must involve knowing something about the person. Now, I know that sounds like common sense, but what does that mean in real life? That means I need to have measures. I need to be able to look at the body as, as a complex machine, as a complex living, uh, wonderfully uh, exquisite uh, organism that inherently knows what to do, has an innate intelligence, and I need, I need biomarkers to figure uh, out how to, how to help that, that organism do what it needs to do. So I designed this panel of lab tests, which helps me um, see the person as sort of like a large metabolic map. I see how all these different organs work. And then when I develop a lifestyle plan, whether it's exercise or diet or nutritional supplements, it's based on many, many factors. Listen to this. One does not determine how to detoxify based on what the presence of the toxin or toxins is by itself. So, for example, if you know you have metal toxicity, whether it's lead, mercury, mercury, aluminum, cadmium, you don't just take the detoxifier for that, whether it's uh, EDTA or DMPS or DMSO or vitamin C. You need to fix the body, the organs that caused the bioaccumulation of the toxin. Just removing a toxin, for the most part, is pretty easy. Preventing the body from getting hurt from that toxin or having it recover is a whole other thing entirely. So to choose a, to a detoxifying method has to consider a whole bunch of different things. Number one, the last show we talked about what is the body composition, the lean organ mass of a person. That tells us a lot about their ability to detoxify. Listen to the last show about that. I can't repeat that. And then is the toxin or toxins that we've determined are really, really there, are they fat-soluble toxins, meaning they get stored in fatty tissue like the brain and the spinal cord and the breast tissue, for example, and just fat on the body? Or are they water-soluble, which means they do not, by definition, get caught up in the fat. And fat-soluble toxins, by the way, linger in the body for many, many, many years, usually a lifetime unless they are actively removed. And water-soluble toxins, generally speaking, are easier to remove, but they're no less toxic because they're water-soluble. And being water-soluble means they're the ones that you, can, uh, you tend to remove through the urine, okay? For example, also maybe the sweat, but the sweat is a lot more limited than people think in terms of detoxification. So if the patient has a, a toxic burden, if they have a bunch of toxins and they're water-soluble or they're fat-soluble, you need to choose detoxification efforts that are specific for promoting the removal of a fat or water-soluble toxin. So we can't, therefore, say that this, this tea is, a better de is the best detoxifier or vitamin C is the best detoxifier or chlorophyll is the best detoxifier or, or mud baths, uh, which are nonsense, by the way, uh, in terms of true detoxification. We have to do this correctly. We have the technology to figure this out. Now, we are talking about what are the, the things to consider when determining the best detoxification method. Well, the age and the condition of the person. You know, age, just aging, uh, or how badly most of us are aging, generally will slow down all detoxification mechanisms. Now, detoxification mechanisms include the cardiovascular system, the respiratory system, the hepatic or liver, the renal system, the lymphatic system. There are many detoxification mechanisms, 
and it isn't true to say that the liver is the most important. It, it is not. It depends on what the toxin is and how that toxin is usually uh, and more preferably best removed from the body. Certain toxins the body gets rid of through breathing. Other toxins through the skin, like ammonia or, ure or urea. You're not going to take mercury out through the skin, by the way. Heavy metals are far too large of a molecule to be moved through the skin. So claims that you can detoxify through low-temperature saunas uh, in terms of mercury are complete and utter lies. Is a person taking medication? Various medications can speed up or slow down the rate of detoxification of a lot of different things. Also, what is the strength of the detoxifier? If you use you know, detoxification methods that are too strong, they could, they could weaken certain organs. If the body isn't ready to accept the method, that's a problem as well. Why don't I, let's talk about the different kinds of detoxification methods out there and, and whether they're nonsense or not. It's important that we choose reliable detoxification methods and detoxifiers. It, it really saddens me when I'm exposed to patients who've worked so hard on their health for so many years. They spend thousands of dollars. All they want to do is detoxify. They just inherently know it's a good thing to do. They're, they're just so smart. But they've been led astray by charlatans and, and well-intentioned people, too, who just are ignorant. They don't understand. And this includes many well-educated healthcare providers. Just because someone's smart in one area doesn't mean they actually understand others. So here's some prime examples, what I believe are prime examples of either worthless or nearly worthless detoxification methods. Uh, Low-temperature saunas. Of course, who doesn't like a sauna? But is it going to detoxify you? Yes and no. Low-temperature saunas and steam rooms do detoxify urea and ammonia through the skin. But as I just said, they're not going to remove heavy metals or other types of toxins that are claimed to be pulled out of the skin when a person you know, sits in the sauna's heat. Heavy metals are too large to get through the skin. Metals are best detoxified. And this, of course, depends on the metal through either the stool or the urine. That's it. Let's talk about ionic foot baths. When I first saw a demonstration of an ionic foot bath, bath this is what I was told. Um, I should also say that I firmly believe that, that the people, and there were three of them demonstrating uh, this on me, the ionic foot bath, believed. They believed strongly in what they were doing. They, and they honestly felt, I could feel it, that they were helping people. They said, Dr. Wald, you know, place your foot in the ionic foot bath, and, and then we're going to place this metal grid in the water, you know, near your foot, and then we're going to turn on the ionic uh, foot bath unit. A current will be generated, and you'll soon see toxins being pulled out of your body through the skin, you know, of your foot. And sure enough, uh, in about five minutes or less, I saw bubbles in the water and a greenish-brown-yellow discoloration of the water occurred. I was then told, Dr. Wald, you know, what you're seeing are, are the toxins. I see that there's a greenish tint to the toxins, so that probably means your gallbladder is toxic and, and the green stuff is your bile being pulled out of your body. Now, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. These people clearly believe this. So I, I didn't tell them what I'm going to tell you now. The discoloration is simply the ionized and oxidized metals from the grid they put in the water. Uh, that once the current runs through it, it produces these oxidized colors. It's as simple as that. This is a simple, basic uh, science experiment, really. And um, when when individuals just lack some basic uh, some basic science background. Uh, they, they cannot properly interpret this, and, and they can believe these, these little silly uh, observations that they make. 
Let's talk about detox teas. Now, there are dozens upon dozens of brands of teas on the market that claim to promote detoxification. Now, first, uh, you know, to, to what toxins are they, are they claiming to remove? My research shows that not a single company that promotes detox teas has conducted even the most basic study, such as, you know, measuring the toxins in the urine before and after, you know, giving a control group versus a placebo group, and preferably in a double-blinded fashion, you know, having them drink the tea and then measuring for the presence of the toxins that they're saying are being removed. Now, having said this, we know that herbs detoxify various toxins. This is a very real thing. But they're far, far too dilute in teas to work in any significant way for most people. So there's more to say about that. I'm not saying don't drink your herbal teas, but I'm saying don't think you're going to remove a real toxic load. And if you think I'm wrong, prove it to me. Show me levels of toxins and show me that they're removed. Every time I've asked for this by, from practitioners, they, they can't find the results for me somehow. Now, uh, I'm going to end the show here. I'm going to do one more show on detox. I'm going to talk about the, the pros and cons of, of colonic therapy, which is a, a, promoted as a powerful detoxifier. I'm going to talk about chlorophyll. And then I'm going to tell you what to do as you navigate through the morass of lies, which I call detox deception. Uh, my name is Dr. Michael Wald, and I am the uh, supervisor of longevity medicine at Integrated Medicine of Mount Kisco in Westchester. And you can send me your comments. Visit my website at www.intmedny.com or blooddetective.com. And, and please do uh, follow me uh, on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Uh, give me your comments, pro and con, bring it on. We'll address it during the shows. You can also reach me at 914-242-8844. And I'll, I'll leave you with this closing thought. Toxins are bad. There are ways of removing them. There are ways of preventing uh, their, or slowing their accumulation in the body. Yes, I believe that toxins certainly cause all manner of dis-ease and disease. And we need a comprehensive health approach, not two, three days or two and three weeks of some super detox method, which isn't based on any real knowledge necessarily of toxins. And for those of you that say, no, I have, I have proof. My hair analysis showed that I have toxins. You have to realize the tests have to be accurate as well, and hair analysis is not. So we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Well, again, everyone, as you heard, Dr. Wall. I guess I've learned a lot of new things and some of the tricks people are using out there in these health you know, health shows and all. So, again, it's, it's a lot more complicated than what people think. Uh, Dr. Wall's been doing this for, I think, 27 years and thousands of people, including myself and my wife. And, again, uh, you know, if, you're, if you get a chance, definitely be in contact with him, and he can definitely give you, you know, a good analysis or a good biological uh, on a cellular level what's going on you know on your biochemistry so at this point of the show I would like to bring in my special guest her name is Shelly Dorsfaz and again Shelly you on the call with us yes hi hey, hi, hi. That's your... hi how are you great great to be on the show with you great great uh, Yes, everyone, as I mentioned before in the intro, she's been doing this for 20 years and basically focusing on, you know, special needs in reference to tutoring, 
learning assessment, looking at people. And I, I, I've been very lucky to been in contact with her. And like everyone knows, um, uh, my thing in reference to my daughter with autism, uh, she has given me great insights, you know, and, and I think we're going to go, you know, forward with it. So again, Shirley, it's your platform. Uh, how did you get started with all this? You know, a really long time ago when I was a kid, I did, I could barely read or write, and I went to a really great high school, and I really thought I was retarded. Um, I, I didn't know why I couldn't do anything, but I did it so I wouldn't get in trouble. And then I went on to college, and then I went on to my master's degree, and it wasn't until I was 25 that I finally figured out what was wrong. I, I was an undiagnosed dyslexic person. And I was a little pissed off that no one knew how to get me to read and write, or they didn't even know I didn't know how. So I actually started to work with other people's children, thinking mm, maybe this, what I learned would help them. And sure enough, they all started to do very well. They were Most of the kids I worked with back then, I would say, had dyslexia. So, um, but the other thing is that um, I also had undiagnosed double vision. Um, I had gone to, I had moved to Manhattan, I went to School of Visual Arts, and right up the block was the, uh, it was a big institution for just the eyes, it was, um, and they put me into a year's worth of what they called vision training. Vision training, your left eye and your right eye do not work together and do not team up, so they actually see independently. So, for example, today, whenever you see a child trying to read or write or draw, and they're leaning over the desk, and their left arm is extended, and their face is in resting in the crux of their arm, I immediately understand that this child has undiagnosed double vision. So no reading program out, out there is going to get that child to read. What's necessary, and I teach this in uh, Recovering Autism, ADHD, and Special Needs, which is my book on Amazon, mm -hmm. um, I teach people how to do the eye exercises. Um, can, can, so can, 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 pardon, but can you explain that again so people can have an idea of what you just said? And again, I think it's it's worthy to explain again for the double yeah. vision and all. Yeah. So how whenever would... a child is leaning over at the table or the desk and their arm is extended and their face is in their arm, and teachers say, oh, he's lazy, she's not motivated. It has nothing to do with it. It means that their left and their right eye are not working as a team. And so when they try to see, let's say, words on the page, they literally move off the page. They superimpose onto the wall. So I learned to include this in all of my work because the majority of kids that are having trouble reading, regardless of the diagnosis, have this. So it's a clue, and I teach how you can do how you can learn to do the eye exercises with your own child. They're very simple, but they're very important. So all of a sudden, what they're doing when they're leaning over like that is they're blocking one eye. That's why they're leaning. They're 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 looking out of only one eye. So that's that's a tremendous clue for. My God, not only children have this, but you'll see some seniors have this, some regular people have it. Even people, um, who was it? Uh, was it John Travolta who said that his, you know, he was dumb in school and the words seemed to move? I wish I could call him and tell him, hey, it's 
It's not dyslexia just because the things move. See, the child doesn't know they're seeing wrong. And, by the way, nor does most eye doctors. Most eye doctors don't even look for this. They're trained in near vision, far vision, glasses, but they're not really trained in how to get the two eyes to work together. So so, so, so I, want, I want to ask you, really, so when, when someone has this uh, condition, did you have it or? I had it. I had right, it. So, it I, I had it. It was way back when, and right. I didn't know how to read and write. And as soon as my eyes started to be fixed, I could I could learn to read in a, in a nanosecond. In fact, I have a funny thing that happened. I was living in Manhattan at the time, and I was walking down one of the avenues, and I saw that the cars far away were small, but when I got there, they were big, and I was going. What is this? I know the car didn't grow. Does everybody see like that? Because you also lose perspective. You don't, you don't have a good perspective. And I was looking going, I know that's a small car. And all of a sudden, I learned that things got smaller as they got further away. Can you believe that? Well, so, so that's, that's a condition. So when, when someone, a child, and I had never heard of this, this kind of a diagnosis, and this is what you do. You, you I mean, to everyone on the show... Uh, please share this with everyone, your friends and your family and your neighbors. Definitely, yeah, you want to share right. this show. Because uh, how many kids are out there, you know, and they say, well, they can't read, they have dyslexia, you know, dyslexia and all, and they have all these other issues, and it could be something like this. So you're saying that because of the two different eyes, when you read something, one eye is looking at one word, and the other eye is like all the words are being fuzzy, or they're moving? Yes, it can be the other, the other words are being fuzzy, but the... The biggest uh, part of this is that the words will literally, like, seem to run away from you when you try to look at them. They'll literally move off the page. They'll, they'll move around, and, it'll, and the kids will hate to read because they're very tired, or they get a headache when they try to read because everything's moving. And they don't know that it's not supposed to move, nor do, nor do the, the special ed teachers or the... Um, all the social workers, no one knows this. So I'm going to venture to say that it's more than 95% of all children that are sitting rotting in special ed have this condition. It's very, very basic. I mean, I, I never had that issue, you know. I, I might get bored of looking at words, whatever, but I never had that um, circuit. But I, I, I'm just, I, I'm just trying to understand here how, and being normal vision, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, regular normal vision, whatever. Um, saying that, I just can't imagine that you're you're trying to read a paragraph or a, a sentences, whatever, and then your your one eye is looking at one letter or or word, and then all the other words are just jumping around all over the place. I mean, that that must be so frustrating. How, how did you compensate for such craziness like that? What, how did I compensate? Yeah. <laughs> I called up kids the night before uh, we had to discuss a novel. When I was in high school and I, I'd ask them what was the main idea, who was the author, what did you think of it, I would take five different people's ideas, raise my hand, and argue with the teacher on what the author meant when he wrote the passage because I couldn't read it. I didn't even know what color the book was. But that's a long wow. time ago. You know, um, you'll have to go home and double-check what whether the words seem to move when you're reading. It's not like one eye sees one word. Mm -hmm. um, it's more like everything just bounces around the page. Hmm. You're not going to be that cognizant, but you'll double-check. So when I wrote Recovering Autism, ADHD, and Special Needs, 
I put the uh, book into two columns, starting on, like, way into some of the chapters, because I want people to see that these kids read better, the ones that read, when you give them a magazine. And the joke is, oh, you know, he'll read Sports Illustrated, but the minute it's a school book, he won't bother with it. Well, that joke isn't so funny, because most of the magazines have narrow columns, and when you have narrow columns, this eye-tracking problem barely exists. It's, you don't have it. But when you have to read from the left to the far right, that's when it's a problem. Now, I want to take it a step further. When we're looking at severely autistic kids, the ones at the low end, you'll see a lot of them kind of staring off into the corner of the wall, like they can do it all day, or just stare at something. But what you don't know is they're making a movie. Because if the corner of the wall, let's say, has a window on one wall and a plain wall on the other, they're actually superimposing the window to the wall and the wall to the window. They're actually, most of them have this vision issue, and they're actually staring off at things moving. It's not a psychiatric problem. It's not a mental disorder. Part of it is a physical eye problem that anybody can learn to correct. Now, can... How would you notice a child or someone? Would, would, would the eyes are off a little bit, like one eye might be off a little bit? Is that, is yes. that, a, yes. is that part of it? Yes. In, in extreme cases, you can look at a person, one eye is looking at you, and the other eye, let's say, is all the way to the right. Yes. They probably have it, or if they're an adult, they've learned to compensate for it, or, or they've been reading out of one eye. Like I said, they've been leaning over with the face in their arms so they're blocking one eye. But hmm. with, but with so, so you're actually you you're actually you saying you, so you're actually saying that these kids what they do they they lean over and they they try to block out one eye so they can see only yeah. one eye so they can read to compensate right that's I, right that's I mean you, you kind of scared me last time we spoke about two days ago <laughs> I mean, and, and I just got to get to know you and I had to, you know from last week and I need to get you on the show because yeah. people need to hear this. Because uh, again, yeah. you know, th- this is pretty incredible. When you when you mentioned that that the eye might be off a little bit, I have personally noticed on my own daughter that I noticed that one of her eyes was off a little bit. That's perfect because see, I didn't mean to scare you, but everything I mentioned is fixable. Yes, see, autism is up to fifty layers of illness, and one of the main layers is the eyes not tracking. Every it's actually the bad news turns out to be very good news. Yes, yes, yes. But when you fix each individual layer and then you look over your shoulder and you say, Oh, now she can see words and they're not moving. Okay, what do I do next? Oh, she has itchy skin. Now what do I do next? You know, very, very practical uh, how to's in, in my work. So you can work with each layer. They don't do this in school. No. They don't do this in therapy. They don't no. really do much of this in ABA. They don't no. do this at the pediatrician. They don't do it in. Uh, Nowhere. The Orton Gillingham Learn to Read Method or the, uh, or the Wilson program. Nobody seems to realize how to pull all of these layers together, which is why I wrote this book. And, I mean, and everything people, I teach is in there. Wow. And where people can get it, let, let, let's, let's mention your website. Okay. Well, they can, uh, let's see, the website is betterschoolresults.com. But to order the book, they just go to Amazon. Mm-hmm. It just went up on, it's on Kindle. 
Um, um, I think it's just going up on Lulu, and hopefully in a few weeks it might even be on Audible because not everybody likes to read. Um, mm-hmm. But but in addition to oh, and I also have a business called Specialized Tutoring Learning Assessments. My mm-hmm. contact uh, is my my email is um, szorfis at gmail dot com, and my phone number is three one zero. Eight zero one eight zero nine eight. If you want an assessment, my assessment is not this big hoity-toity thing to to find out the child's IQ. I'm going to look at the eyes. I'm going to look at the skin. I'm going to look at the way they grip the pencil. I'm going to look at the way they lean. I'm going to decide are they learning visually, auditorily, or kinesthetically. A lot of kids can only learn using their hand. The hand is like uh, the hand becomes like the mouse of a computer. They have to touch things or move about to learn something. So each each person is different. There's nothing new about that. However, with the magnitude of things I do, I'm going to work with the one child and get to all what I call the glitches to uncover. I'm going to work with the eyes. I'm going to work with the skin. And every single thing is going to lead that child to either read, write, to enjoy learning again. A major uh, thing that I include in my work is I include drawing and painting. It's very, very important because in the school system, especially with Common Core, they've they've narrowed everything down to a bunch of uh, memorizing facts. And not everybody is a good test taker. So what I, if you just turn out a bunch of kids who've memorized facts, then you've lock down the creative side of their brain, which is one half of the brain, and all you're going to get is a bunch of worker bees. So I mm. teach drawing, I teach painting, I might include photography. Most of the kids that I've worked with over the past 20, 25 years have gone on to win awards in a variety of fields. I had one child win an award in writing. He hated to write. I had, mm. another, uh, I had a young college man win an award and get published for his photography. It turned out to mm. be amazing. Um, I had someone win a science award, though I'm no scientist. Um, mm-hmm. And on and on, because what I'm what I'm looking for is what's the talent in that one individual. But see, mm-hmm. this thing with the eyes, I can't even imagine what would happen in special education if the teachers were taught to look at the children's eyes. Can't imagine that. Yeah. I mean, we would have so many, so much better results than what we have now. We have today. One in every five children is now neurologically impaired. One in every six children in America is de- developmentally disabled. One in every 50 children have autism. And in some areas, like in New Jersey, it's one in every 26 boys and growing at a mm-hmm. fast pace. And none of these experts are trained in what to do. They're mm-hmm. not. Just because someone has a Ph.D. doesn't mean they know how to look for the eyes or look for the skin. I mean, you, you're, the poor parent is left running from expert to expert, hoping to find the one who's going to figure out what to do. Well, why don't they know what autism is? They don't know what autism is. is because it is up to 50 multiple layers of illness. So what are you going to do? You're going to run to the one eye doctor who knows vision training, or are you going to run to the one person who knows skin, or are you going to run to the one person who knows the gut, or are you going to run to the one teacher you're going to go crazy. You have to have, like, an architect o- overseeing all of these different areas, and that's why I put my book together because I pull up all of the areas. I pull up 
why you have to rewrite the IEPs. The IEP, the individual educational plan, you, I'm sure you have one for your child, yeah. Yeah. Are, are almost worthless today because when they were first developed, they wrote about your child. But today, most of the IEPs are sitting on a computer. A new kid comes in, they either pop up IEPA or IEPD. Did you know that? Which no. has nothing to do with your child. So in the years that your child is getting all these services, there's no new goals. There's nothing that, I'm sure we can change most children's name and put the same IEP. You wouldn't know the difference. They're pre-written. You can't let them do that. You've got to look and assess where she's at now and figure out where do you get into the next step. Mm -hmm. And um, again, everyone, you can go to betterschoolsresults.com. School is singular. School is singular. Results is plural. Yes, everyone. Please go to the site. That this will be archived on PRN as well on Gary's site on PRN and also on our NDC Savings Club radio show. You can go on there, ndcsavingsclub.com, dot com, and this is also going to be archived. I mean, this is yeah. pretty pretty uh, incredible Maybe. that I... no one really knows <laughs> what what to do, and that's and, yeah. and, and and we're talking about probably tens of thousands of kids. Yeah, that that have an issue. Millions, millions, not tens of thousands, millions. Now, I want to step back a minute. So the ADHD, I want your listeners to know, uh, there's a lot of concepts out there, depending who you study or who you believe. But I'm going to tell you, the truth is, is that most ADHD, which stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, stems from an infection in the gut. So what happens? So perhaps after a baby vaccine, the child got an ear infection, and maybe it was serious. So, of course, they took an antibiotic to kill the ear infection. The antibiotic kills the bad bacteria, but it also kills the good bacteria. So if you do that a few times, um, the yeast, the candida, the yeast that's in the gut and is normal starts to grow up, and it starts to, like, I call it spores, it starts to eat the mucus lining of the intestines. It chomp, chomp, chomps like Pac-Man, and then all of a sudden that child will have that yeast infection maybe for most of their life till someone figures it out. So the first thing you want to do with ADHD is you want to do take some steps to get rid of the yeast. Now, a lot of people think boys don't have yeast infections. Well, they do. They just don't come out in the orifice the way the girl does. But it can come out as a sinus infection. Uh, it, the mucus can come out as a pink eye and other issues, but so the first thing you want to do is put your child on some healthy probiotics, not the kind in a drugstore, but the kind in a very good quality health food store or from someone you trust like Dr. McCullough or um, even Natural News or I don't know if Gary sells that, but mm-hmm. if he does have probiotics, that would be trustworthy. And then, and then put them on a high dose and don't just do it once. Get like three different kinds and rotate one kind on Monday, another kind on Tuesday, another kind on Wednesday because we don't really know exactly which um, strain they have. So I like to rotate them and cover all of them and do that for a really long time. Now, if the yeast infection is significant uh, where it's pouring out and the child's sick, then you could possibly consider getting a doctor to write a prescription for oral 
uh, Nystatin or oral diflucan, but good luck finding one. Often a regular doctor will only write it if he's about to prescribe antibiotics. You can say, hey, doc, you know, my kids had so many of these. Would you mind giving me, uh, you know, a prescription? But don't call them later and ask them for a prescription because if you call them the next day, they'll say, oh, we have to bring her in and test her. Well, that's, that's ridiculous. So um, just assume if she's got a, a bunch of antibiotics or she had some when she was one and a few more at two and a few more at seven, just assume that that's part of the issue. That's why the ADHD kids get worse after a meal because if they are yeasty, and I'm going to say way most of them are, then they're going to get hyper after bread because bread turns to sugar in the body or to fruit, because fruit is sugar, or to, um, you know, obviously a, ice cream or cake, because now any child, regardless of your levels, is going to have a hyperactivity based on um, some chemical that was created from what, they were eat, from what they were eating, something as basic as bread or spaghetti or pizza, and that's about everything that most of these children eat, and then they crave. The one who's uh, got the infection, it's not just that they want pizza. They have to have pizza. They crave it. So you can start to learn about this in my book because Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know know too many children without this infection. Now, that's in your book, Recovering Autism and ADHD and special needs. So yeah, right. I we right. just ordered the book last week, so we're looking to get it in both books. By the way, you know, we're we have about another uh 4 or 5 minutes left, which is amazing <laughs> and, and and you got a lot of great information here, Shelly. I mean, really I think the lesson, listeners would, you know, definitely are, are going to definitely need this information. But let's talk you also came out with a new book also. Right. And um, the name of that book is The Road Too Often Traveled, and then it goes on to say, a collection of articles on learning disabilities, autism, ADHD, dyslexia, special needs, and related issues. I usually type in The Road Too Often Traveled, a collection of articles, because it's too long for me to Mm -hmm. type it in. It's a very easy-to-read short book, and actually, for your listeners, it will be free on Kindle um, April 24th. Great. So they might like to download it and read it that way. Though the, actually having the physical book is far better because you're going to want to share this stuff with yeah. other people. I mean, I, I appreciate any dollar I get from a book, but mm-hmm. really my motivation is we have the sickest children on the planet. It's right here in the United States, and it's, it's almost criminal. And so... Uh, I just want people, I want libraries to pick it up. I, I just want people to know this stuff. TV has to pick up, pick this up because, yeah. you know, if you can go in and do some eye exercises and determine which way your child learns and get rid of the eczema, which is often a milk allergy, and mm-hmm. milk is pure poison. There's nothing okay in regular milk. Mm-hmm. And, and our government sponsors the milk farmers. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Listen, the cow has six stomachs. We have one. There's nothing okay in milk. And people will ask, well, how do I give my child the calcium? Give him broccoli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what, Shelly, as, as I'm looking and I'm looking at the time here, uh, I'm thinking <laughs> right, right at the bat that once we get your book, and definitely I want to go over it, uh, we're, 
we're friends with the, 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 at my daughter's school, the principal. I want to bring her the book also. I'll get her a copy also of it. And then have, I would love it. Ha- have them start looking at this book and reading it. You know, Recovering Autism, ADHD, and Special Needs. Have them start reading it and have, have them start learning about it so they can start you know, looking at it to help these kids. So, so I would suggest that you do so, but you have her skip the first two chapters because schools today make money when your child is vaccinated. They make money when their children are vaccinated. So just skip that part because the minute they hear that vaccines might be a problem, they don't want to have anything to do with it. They're trained otherwise. So I would, or I would. I'll cut out the pages. <laughs> I will cut out those but, two chapters out. <laughs> Just uh, or photocopy the chapter you wanted her to see and yeah. do one at a time. You could do the one on dyslexia. Dyslexia is not simply reversing letters or numbers. If it was, we could just hold up a mirror. Dyslexia, here's my definition, is a processing of information problem either in the visual, auditory, or kinesthetic mode. And what mm. you'll see in my book is that Predominantly, I think dyslexia is an auditory problem. That's why kids can't listen to five different directions. You can read about that also on my uh, website, betterschoolresults.com. But it's more, almost more auditory than it is visual. You give a child a bunch of steps of what to do. They can't follow all the steps. You have to do one or two at a time. Mm-hmm. Or they can't take a note when the teacher's talking. That's well, significant. Rochelle, I mean... <laughs> You know, everything that you're saying, it's really incredible. Uh, I've been involved, with again, with the health of my daughter and my wife also, and we haven't even come across this. And this is now my daughter's going on 11 years in May. Right. So, right. you know, so these little insights are pretty incredible, you know, that, that you're bringing up to our audience and myself. So I, right. I definitely would would see us doing another show in the near future, very near future, on and talking about about the skin, yeah. like you're saying, and talking about it. Because, I mean, this is really important, and that's what this show is about, everyone. The NSC Savings Club is there right. to help people, uh, you know, save money and also help them in the, in the health care. So, Shelly, at this point, maybe you, you want to mention again your website and your phone number so people can get in contact with you. Right. So my website is Better School Results. Dot com and all one word and my phone number is three one zero eight zero one eight zero nine eight and hopefully they'll actually be able to email me they'll see it on your site I think you have my email there yes. so a lot of people don't even want to talk on the phone anymore they just want to you know go straight to email and this weekend I'll be at the Los Angeles Times Festival of Books booth nine one three. Uh, it's a free family event in, in Los Angeles, obviously, and uh, I, I'm so honored to have had this opportunity to chat with you because I have hundreds of these little things in my books, hundreds. So the, right. the second book is good. Right. The little one is... Oh, okay. All right, Shelly, yes, we're running out of time, everyone. My, my sound, my music is coming up. Everyone, <laughs> thank you for your time, Shelly. Thank you so much. Again, talk to you soon, Shelly, again. Okay, take care.